Who welcome to another episode of the Good Guys Podcast. My name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man and a humble father of four. And as always, I am joined by none other than the honorable, the reverend, Slim Rev, a.k.a. Joshua Ezzy. What's good, BD? What's good, J.E.? Still here at the crib, man. Hey, man. I love it, BD. Hey, bro. What was it, like two weeks now? Hey, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. it. It's good. It's You get to spend a lot of time with your family. You get to spend a lot of yeah. time with your kids. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not going to lie. There are some times that I do kind of miss, like, getting out of the house, like going out to eat or going to the gym. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm missing, getting buckets, man, and lifting heavy weights, man. I'm tired of lifting my body, BD. I know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm knocking I'm out like, the push-up, boys. Like, <clears throat> Just trying to make up stuff. I've been bench pressing the kids. Yeah, man. I'm, you got to be creative with it. Got to be creative, man. I'm like, bro, there's only been so much I can do, BD. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not and I'm not the walk around the uh, walk around the neighborhood type of guy. That's just not me. I am. I'm thinking about getting a bike. I'm getting a bike, BD. Exercise bike? I, nah, bike. Oh, just like an actual bike? Yeah, man. It might not be an essential. Hope I don't get arrested going to Walmart and the only thing I'm pulling out to Walmart is a bike. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to look, a grown man riding around on a bike. I'm not sure people hey, may be skeptical. Uh, nah, that's what I'll do. I'll get one of those biker outfits. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't nah, do that. Yeah, those, yeah man. Uh, it'd be like my uh, bike outfit, like a Fashion Nova outfit. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't, nah, that'd, that'd be Fashion Nova. Yeah, mm-hmm. they go, people be pulling over honking horns and I turn around <laughs> and see as a guy. Right. That's a, that's a man. <laughs> exactly. Like, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm just mm. just gonna just get an exercise bike put in put in the garage. BD. Get your exercise bike, Doug. Uh, I might just have to walk around the neighborhood, man. Walking around the neighborhood is good. Hey, I started doing it with my wife. After dinner, we walk around the neighborhood. It's really nice. It's not. Yeah, bad. we're gonna do that, man. But we're gonna do that. It's good man. quality it's just, time. You know, getting buckets is just another level of exercise. I know. It's not the same as getting buckets, but it's what I'm having to settle for now. I love my wife. It's amazing. Excellent conversation. Good quality time. But it's not like getting yeah. buckets. Not like getting buckets, man. There's certain aggression you got to get off getting buckets, man. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've got a great show for you guys here today. I cannot wait to get into it. But before I do, for those of you who have been watching the Good Guys podcast, and there's there's a lot of you out there mm-hmm. that have not yet hit that subscribe button. What are you waiting for? Now <clears> is the <throat> time. You're quarantined in your house. You have nothing else to do. We're coming with it every Wednesday. Okay? Every Wednesday. Consistent, providing you the relationship advice that you didn't know you needed. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. We are at 912, I believe, at the time of this recording. We only need about 88 more subscribers to get to 1K. All hey, right. Look at that math, BD. That math was quick, BD. You see how I did that? You I did that I, quick, BD. I was kind of impressed yeah. with myself in yeah. my head, but I couldn't really. But see, you were able to go ahead and praise you. See, you don't want to praise hey, yourself. You want to let other people do it. For you, yeah. I'm glad you that's, noticed. That's the word. That's that's the word. Let another man praise you. I appreciate that, Je. So hey. we need 88 
need more subscribers, guys. Hit that subscribe yeah. button. Hit the bell so that you get post notifications <clears throat> so that you know when the podcast drops. We're also going to be trying to do some different stuff. I don't know if that's going to be on YouTube, though. Some IG lives, maybe some Facebook yeah. lives. We'll see. We're working with some things, playing around with some things to bring you guys more new content from the good guys. Okay, But hit that subscribe button. Hop in the comments. Get engaged in the conversation with us here at the Good Guys Podcast, okay? All right, we're going to go ahead and get started as we customarily do with the weekly airing of Grievance. And today's Grievance yet again comes out of this quarantine life, okay? Mm-hmm. So being that I'm at home more often, you know, I, I do everything that I can do to stay busy, stay productive, you know, try to work out. Um, you know, I try to do as much reading as possible, um, hmm. you know, work on the Good Guys podcast, things of that nature. I try to be productive, but it also has freed up a lot more time for spending time with my wife. And one of the things that she enjoys doing is watching TV together. Now, I know there's more productive things to do, and we've started doing some more productive things. Like I said, walking around the neighborhood, um, you know, it, but... She does like to watch TV. We're together on the couch. We're cuddled up. You know, we get to, you know, we we do a lot of... One thing about watching TV with females, it's not just... It's an interactive experience, right? So when you're watching TV with the fellas, you're mostly just... You're actually watching the show to hear, you know, what they're actually saying, the context of what's going on in the scene. You know, the, the when you're watching it with a female, with your wife... We stop the show probably every five minutes or so uh, for a social commentary hour, which I didn't know, you know, was a part of the TV watching experience, but apparently it is. So we're watching, um, you know, we're watching TV shows. And my airing of grievance, J.E., is that I've noticed, and I don't know if it's something that you experience or all men everywhere experience, but I feel like I've noticed that I'm getting blamed for things that are happening on the TV. For 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 things that for for mistakes, for faults, for character flaws that the men on TV have that I don't have. Okay, we're watching a reality show, you know, and the guy, he's got, you know, he's got his wife, but then he's got like three or four side pieces on the side and he's navigating in between, you know, those relationships and phones and got multiple different phones. And, you know, my wife is just getting mad watching it. Like, see, this is how y'all do. This is how y'all men do. I'm like, wait a minute, time out, full time out. Oh, yeah. Full. Not even a full time out. That's Get not me. I, I don't have three or four phones. I'm not cheating on you out here. I'm the good guy. We're the good guys. Yeah, we're the good guys. Okay? That's the, the problems that they are facing, you do not have the same problems. Why are you getting so mad? You know, she he's got two or three phones. And see, and that's how y'all, let me see your phone. You probably got the, 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 babe, all the new iPhones have the face recognition. You can't get into my phone without my face. It's not a secret <laughs> security function that I put on there. It's on the iPhone. It comes with it. You can see my phone. Here, go through it. 
I'm not guilty for the mistakes of the men on TV. Oh, look, he don't spend no <clears throat> don't spend no time with his kids. He's always gone. He's always at the gym. See, that's how y'all men do. That's how y'all men do. I'm like, babe, I'm, I'm playing with the kid right now. The ki- he's on. He's literally on my lap right now. <laughs> we are quarantined. I couldn't go to the gym <clears throat> if I wanted to, babe. And even when we're not quarantined, I'm here at the house. I'm not out running the streets. I'm here. Yeah. I don't understand why it is that we get blamed for the things that men do on TV. It's like, you know, I guess women are just kind of, you know, all bonding together and shared experiences with men. And I mean, I guess I kind of get that, but it's like, but you don't have those issues. You can't listen to a Beyonce Lemonade album and and have a woman's empowerment moment because you do not share that experience. Maybe you did in the past, okay? Maybe you're digging deep down into your past and you're 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 feeling <clears throat> what she's saying, uh, but that's not your reality now. How long are we gonna you know reflect on those past experiences? I don't know, J.E. It's just kind of frustrating for me. I feel like I'm paying for other men's mistakes. I'm the good guy. We're the good guys. Okay. I know sometimes, you know, it. it, it we're, we're probably more the exception uh, to the rule, uh, the exception to the societal norm that's portrayed for men. But there are some of us out here who are doing the right thing. And I feel like we deserve a modicum of respect. When it comes to watching television, I don't care if the man on TV is not worth a a nickel and doesn't handle his responsibilities. I am. And I would like the respect that I deserve in that regard. I don't think that's too much to ask. J.E., what say you? Man, I think it's uh, social conditioning, man. I think I think I think they want to suffocate the good guys out there. By being cornered by their women, mm. ask many questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bruh, first off, I understand how you may feel. Um, you didn't think you was gonna marry such greatness. <laughs> and now all I have left that I can do to convince you is consistency. That's all we can do, BD. Because it's never going to end. Because at the end of the day, I don't know if they share emotional connections. I don't know if they connect with the women on TV. And I like to look at them and be like, you know, this is TV, right? Right. This is not live broadcast. This is TV. And and sometimes when I be watching shows and I'm like, oh, (laughs) here comes that scene. (laughs) So you can sense the scene before the scene comes. Right. You, 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 and I'm like, bruh, here we go. And right. I, now I got a fake laugh at it. Now I got to, I got to position my body to act like I'm really not like that guy on TV. Exactly. Now, I can't be comfortable. Why can't I be comfortable? I, that, that's, that's the only problem. They take our comfort away when these certain scenes. That's why I'm like, why do you want me to spend time with you to watch something like this where <laughs> I cannot be comfortable? Right. Because I know most of these guys, 98% of the guys on these TV shows are no good. No. So now I got to sit. Not only do it's, it's two sides to it, BD. Not only do we watch shows where the guy is imperfect. Mm-hmm. We got to watch the shows where the guy is too perfect. Right. I'm like, turn his lifetime off. Turn off this. What's, what's, turn, what's the other one called? Uh, Hallmark. Bruh, right. 
<clears throat> Hallmark only shows you until when they kiss before they get married or or they go off into their honeymoon. They don't show you in real life. That's true. Man. So one thing that I've learned in my marriage, BD, that all I can do is be consistent. Mm-hmm. And hopefully my consistency will clear all type of emotional connections that she possibly may have with what she's seen on the TV. And sometimes I wonder, do y'all know how to let go? <laughs> do, y- do y'all know how, not even say forgive, because we don't even do anything. It's like y'all pin up inside of y'all all these different experiences from these different TV shows. And one minor mistake we make, you unleash. Do y'all, wa- <laughs> y'all really want to throw ca- uh, champagne in our face? Y'all really do. Y'all really want to do what they do. You really want to slap us, don't you? <laughs> you you want to be a bad, you know, you want to be that bad chick. You want to be able to say, I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> oh, really? I got hot grits on the stove. <laughs> oh, God. really? Oh, I want to throw your clothes out the window and burn them. Come on, man. Exactly. Don't be that emotionally connected that you actually, because I'm never going to do anything for you to throw champagne in my face. I'm never like, bro, how many years do we have to go through this to prove to you that <laughs> like, it, like, do why do we feel at times we get punished with felonies or with capital punishment for misdemeanors? All I did was jaywalked. <laughs> and now all that pent up aggression. Now you want to give me 20 years of life. Mm. Some of these arguments feel like I'm like, I probably should have went ahead and did what you falsely accusing me of so that this response will be warranted. But. All we can do at this moment is be consistent. Because if we're consistent to God and faithful to God, they will see eventually the faithfulness in our lives. Mm. <clears throat> but stop watching these TV shows, man, because it's jacking y'all up mentally. Right. I mean, I'm not going to be unfair. I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and say that it's 24-7 with my wife like her. Oh, like, no, I believe It's it. really only why we're watching the show. I think she just gets caught up in the moment or whatever. And so, you know, I'm kind of joking, but well, like, what if we, what if we watch the Food Network and get caught up? <laughs> right. <laughs> why? Why can't you flambe that? Why? <laughs> just joking. Uh, no, our man. wives can cook, man. I just think <clears throat> just gotta be patient. You gotta understand that, you know, some things that you see on TV, some things that you experience is not everyday life. Most of the people probably there's a lot of people that got good homes, got good men. Or these shows could be conditioning you to never get that good guy because now you suspect every guy is a bad guy. I think that happens a lot. I mean, <clears throat> yes, there are guys out here that, you know, are not loyal and, and cheat and, and, and run around and things like that. Um, but I think a lot of the, if you look at it, if you think about it, a lot of the shows on TV, like they don't want to show just a regular guy who's handling his responsibilities and is faithful to his wife because that's not salacious. That doesn't sell. So mm-hmm. you don't really hear about those as much. So on TV, you're seeing the guys who are, you know, out here, you know, two or three different women, two or three cell phones trying to navigate and weave in and out of relationships because that's interesting. You want to see it. But when that's all, you know, when you're watching that all the time, you start to think, oh, okay, that's how all men are. So, you know, that can handicap you, uh, especially, you know, if you're if you're single and you just, you know, develop just a generally negative (coughs) attitude towards men like, oh, they're all like this. I can't trust any of them. And then you finally do meet a good guy. And, you know, and it's not fair. It's not fair to him because we've all experienced it. 
I think I think a lot of good guys experience that first initial kind of I'm about to trust you with my heart. But I'm sometimes there's some people out there. There's going to be a guy that's too good to be true because you watch too much false things. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys suffer. Um, they suffer and they shouldn't have because now you suspecting that he may possibly be not what you feel deeply that he is. Yep. So. All right. Well, BD man, man, I wish they, I wish the NBA was still on for you. I know. I don't even have Cause like, you, a- cause bro, bro. I know, I know every woman in the world with the husband right now is like, yes, they loving it. They're like, we prayed for this moment. <laughs> we 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 fasted for this moment, bro. Now you have nothing to watch but what I want to watch. I can't even like that was my you know that was my ace in the <sighs> hole that was my leverage. We always watch what you watch, babe. For just for one night, I want to watch the game that's coming. <laughs> a lot of times, I didn't even want to watch the game that bad. I just didn't want to watch another Housewives episode. Oh, bro, we'll, oh, we'll find something to do. I'd be like, oh, oh man, it's seven thirty. Man, it's mo- prime time movie time. Right. Uh, my bad. I got the. the I got the. the, the uh, Boston College is playing. Uh, <laughs> Boston College playing <laughs> Maine. I gotta see and she, that. And she and she's got the. Um, TV guys like no, they're not. There's no escape. Amen. Amen. Just because because let them have it now. Because when the NBA comes back, when things come back, jo- see this is what I'm learning. Mm. Write everything down because I think wives have selective memory. Okay. Just write down everything. I, I watched a movie with you fifty six times during quarantine. Mm. Time stamped. Get the numbers. Get I, the I even wrote. The I, I even wrote a paragraph, an essay on what I got from the show. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 so, LeBron's playing Kawhi. So, thank you, in advance. Mm, I think that might be a course of action there. Might and need to take still, these statistics. And still won't work, bro. Yeah, you can you can you can dot Brett nothing. Mm-mm. I can't believe the only reason why you watched this with me was to write an essay about it so that you can get your way two months from now. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> it seemed like a perfectly logical reason for watching the show in my head. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Really? Wow. Holding me accountable. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't work, man. Doesn't work. All right. Enough of my airing of grievance. I love the airing of grievance. It's the one time a week that I just get to vent. Any other time, my my complaints are not heard. That's another airing of grievance. Maybe I'll save it for another day. We oh, don't get next to week. Vent That's as men. <clears throat> nah, we can't. We can't say when we're afraid, nervous, or any other thing that we feel is that may flood through our hearts. Nobody cares. To... Nobody wants nope. to hear that in the family. No, let's save it. Save it. We'll save, save it. Save. We'll save it. Yeah. Because that, that right there is about 25 minutes in of itself. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and transition into the main topic of the day. And we've got a good one. Yeah, man. We've got a good one. So this is this goes out to all our single viewers today. All right. The married folk, you can still listen. You know, you can. There's definitely nuggets that you'll be able to get from it. But this is definitely for our single viewership. Um, so we're going to be talking about 
potential signs that he's the one for you. All right. Mm. When you're single, you're going to, you know, you're going to end up dating. You might end up dating several people. You might not. You might, you know, get lucky on the first one. But um, a lot of you have had dating experience and, you know, you've had guys that, you know, didn't work out. And you might be wondering, hey, why? Or what what can I look for to know that I've got the right one? I don't want to I don't want the wrong one anymore. I want to find the right one. We're here to help you guys here today at the Good Guys Podcast. We're going to be talking about six potential signs that he is the one for you. All right. So the first sign is that he loves God more than he loves you. Kind of sounds interesting to say. You don't really want to hear it probably that you know he loves anyone more than you you know you want to be the apple of his eye got it but when you think about it you know we talked about a couple weeks ago the chain of command the 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 man is responsible for you he's responsible for the family but he has to answer to god so he needs to be getting his direction he needs to be getting his you know wisdom from god he takes his orders from god so he needs you need to know that he loves God, that he has a relationship with God, that he's hearing from God. That's the number one sign that he could potentially be the one, because if he's hearing from God, he's going to be led in the right direction. He's going <coughs> to he's going to know how to lead you. He's going to know how to water you with the word. He's going to know what decisions um, to make for the family if it gets to that. So that's the number one thing. You want to make sure that he loves God more than you. Um, What does that look like? Well, you know, he's in church. You know, what does that look like? You see him, you know, reading his word or you can tell that he's reading his word. He's got some biblical, biblical, you know, knowledge that's coming out as he's talking to you. The words that he's speaking, they reflect, you know, biblical wisdom and sound advice. So that's the way you know that he loves God, that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about you. doesn't mean that he doesn't, you know, <coughs> cherish you or open doors for you or anything like that. But you know that he is a man after God's heart. He loves the Lord. If I go kick rock somewhere, I'm just <laughs> being like, not to say that he just doesn't care at all, but you can tell like he'll be all right because he's still got his relationship with God. So that's the number one point, J.E. What do you have on that? Yeah, man, it's very important for you to understand that you must see it in his life. Like, you know, a person loves God more than you when you see the godly limits in his life. Um, because if a man's not committed to God, he will not be committed to you. It's very important for you to see those clues, those keys, because a man who loves God more than you will love you thoroughly because he loves you as as God's daughter. You see what I'm saying? See, he sees you in sight of his reverence towards God. So if he doesn't want to hurt God, he's not going to try to hurt you. And he knows that loving you equally, or not loving you equal, but loving you thoroughly is evident in him loving God uh, in, in a thriving relationship with God. And that's evident in, in, in so few guys out here, because a lot of guys, they love the idea of being a good man, but they're not a good man themselves. They love the idea of portraying themselves as a man of God, which is just a title and theme for some, but they don't really exhibit what it means to be a man of God. A man of God is a person who reverences God. A man of God is the one who, who fears God. A man of 
of God is one that that honors God's word and you see it in his walking living epistle uh, uh, a way of life that when you see him you see scriptures you see what I'm saying and the reason why this is a very pivotal sign is because because if he is led by God you don't have to worry about where you're going see look the reason why Adam and Eve was outside of the garden was uh, uh, released from it was because Adam loved Eve more than God. If mm-hmm. Adam was walking with God in the cool day, if, God, if Adam was uh, committed to God's truths, he would have said, Eve, who are you talking to? Eve, we're not going to listen to him. That's not what the word of God says. Eve, I'm not going to eat that. Because he first knows the responsibility of his position. Sometimes men get so lost in their woman that they forget about their position and who's going to be held accountable and responsible for making a bad decision. Because like we said, God came right to Adam first. Adam, where are you? Where were you? And the Bible also says that she gave the she gave the fruit to Adam who was with her, which means he heard the whole conversation. So the serpent knew that man was a pansy. Because he he was a, he was spitting game to Eve in the man's face, and so you have to realize that he has to love God more than you. That no matter where you are emotionally and what you may desire, he's able to say no. That's not what God wants us to do. I don't think that's the right direction for us because I haven't heard from God yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who are you talking to? What are you entertaining emotionally? That man's going to be like, why are you thinking that way? That man's willing to hold you accountable because he's like, I'm going to be held accountable. So I can't let you out here feeling these emotions and, and entertaining these thoughts. I'm going to have to do what I got to do because if you if you entertain something and we get invested in something or I get so overly consumed in you, then we're going to be through. So it's very important that you allow that man to love God more than you, because because sometimes we in society, women have believed that or saw the fairy tale like stories where the man would do anything for her, that the man will just do just just do everything that he'll be at her coattail. No, not a man of God. Right. Like you cute, but you're not cute enough for my salvation. That's Ken Jones right there. Like, like a man thinks you amazing, he loves you, he'll do anything for you, but at certain limits. Because at the end of the day, he's held responsible and you may not get as much heat as I do. Yes, you got birthing pains. That's cool. But man, like we, we, we have to sacrifice like Christ sacrificed for the church. That's, I'm not saying who's greater, who's worse, but being a man out here, as you can see, is a difficult thing to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And All so right. it's very important. I, we had some other points with this is that he doesn't need anything from you. He loves God more than you and he doesn't need anything from you. That's very important. <clears throat> that boils down to sex. Like He doesn't need sex from you. He doesn't need money from you. <laughs> he doesn't need anything from you. A man who is completely aware that God is enough from him doesn't need that much stuff from you. Because he has everything he need in God. So he may, don't get me wrong, a man may uh, find you attractive and may want sex. His body may want sex from you, but he uh, doesn't need sex from you. See, need leads to perversion. When you desperately need something, you will manipulate situations and environments to get what you need. But it's okay to want something and know that it's just not the right season. Oh, sure, her body's attractive. Oh, she's amazing. Oh, I would like to get married to her right now, but I don't need to. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that that man, you know, it's a clear sign, a potential sign that he's the one for you, where he doesn't ask you for much of anything. He doesn't need anything. He may look at you be like, and walk out the room, let that man keep walking. He wants it. But he says, you know what? I need to be with God right now. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> he doesn't need any. Go ahead, BD. Yeah. 
No, I was just saying that. And that's a beautiful sign. And that, that's definitely something, you know, to kind of look at. Um, like J.E. said, he he wants you, but he doesn't need you. <sighs> yep. You you know, obviously you want, you know, you want him to be attracted to you. You want to to be appealing to him. Absolutely. But when he loves God more than he loves you, he will he will be the one who 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 sets the boundaries that you guys abide by while you're dating. He will be the one to say, "No, let's not go over to my house. Let's not go over to your house alone. Um let's go out into a public, you know, area. Let's go on a double date. Let's like he will set those boundaries because and that is out of his desire for you, but also his love for God. He does not he does want you, but he doesn't want to disappoint God and not be, you know, taking the proper position of leadership that he's supposed to be taking. Um, And so he's setting those boundaries. So that was a good point, J.E., you know, a guy that wants you but doesn't need you. Go ahead. I know you had a couple more points. Yeah, that's very important to notice in a man. You could tell in his eye how much he needs you. And, and, and that's the demon inside of them. That's his boy inside of him when they need you. Um, and that need leads to perversion. All of a sudden, now you in his house. Now your clothes is off. And you're like, how did I get this far? Because there's something alluring that if you're not careful, will drag you into compromising situations. See, I have this quote I always say, a weak man will always draw women into weak places to fulfill his weaknesses. You see what I'm saying? You want a man whose strength comes from the Lord. You want a man whose joy is full because he's been in the presence of God where there is a fullness of joy. It's very important to perceive that because a man is a hunter. And if he has the wrong person, entity, influence, desires, hunting, uh, uh, luring him to hunt, he will hunt for your body, but won't hunt for your mind. He'll hunt for your, you know what, but won't hunt for your heart. He'll hunt for the wrong things. And then he'll be temporarily satisfied and you won't be enough for him. So when a man is looking to be filled, he's going to try to fill those walls. And when he try to fill those walls, after those walls have been filled, he wants to fill another set of walls and you will never be enough. But when God's enough in his mm. life, then you will be enough for him. <clears throat> he won't need another woman because y'all two are all he needs. You see what I'm saying? And what I mean by enough is he don't need another woman. He don't right. want another woman. You're you all of you and your flaws and all. Is all that he wants and desires. That's the signs of a man who God is enough in his life. Man, I'm sorry. Before we go any further, like that's so critical, man. Like that's <clears throat> so critical. Like me and my wife will be watching shows all the time. And we'll see time after time of, you know, guy, you know, has a great relationship. They're so cute together. They're doing all this cute, cuddly stuff. He, they're writing notes to each other, texting each other. And my wife is just all into it. I'm like, he's cheating on her. And yeah. she's like, why do you always think the Why do you always think he's cheating? I'm like, dude. And I told I unless a guy has a strong, loving relationship with God, he's probably going to cheat. I'm not going to say, you know, there's no exception to that, but it as men, we are wired differently from females. Like we're wired a lot by, you know, physical appearance. We're wired by, you know, a lot of different things. So, you know, physical attraction and things like that are different for us than what it is for for a woman like y'all are fulfilled a lot by you know emotional connections um you know physical um you know touch and caress and things like that 
for us, it's a lot different. So unless we have a relationship with God, unless we are getting fulfilled and satisfied and, 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 and from our relationship with God, it is going to be difficult to, you know, <clears throat> just be loyal to one person. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. If you we don't have that yeah. relationship with God, we're not wired that way. Like, I don't know why it's like that, but you have to have that relationship with God. He has to have that relationship with God. If he does not, I'm telling you, is he's not going to have no limits. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like in a relationship with God doesn't mean a, a ancient thing. No, a relationship with God is a daily thing. Like he has to be because he knows himself. A man who knows himself, who knows his old ways, he knows, hey man, I got I gotta do whatever it takes to never, ever, ever put myself in a position to be that type of man. Because because as a man, that we live in a toxic, lustful, saturated, Lululemon world. You see what I'm saying? And in this world, it is difficult to navigate as a man. And when you and when you know how difficult the climate is, you do whatever you need to do to make sure, hey, I gotta make sure I continue this legacy. I gotta continue to think about I gotta meet my maker face to face one day. And this is my this is God's daughter so i gotta continue to live if that's not in his mind constantly because he's gonna be he's gonna be a man he's gonna be human he's gonna right. be like man i can't believe i can't believe she wore that to work today that man that man's gonna that man's gonna fight battles that's why when that man comes home and he's heavier than you think because he had to navigate some things man and he needed god to get through that day because this world is not designed to keep men uh pure and that's just and so, real. Yeah, that's just, that's just real, real talk. Get, like, I, don't I don't care how good I don't care how good your man is. That man's gonna have to fight. It's a struggle. It's a struggle, and 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 the struggle is real. And it doesn't mean that he's not the real deal. It just means how real the struggle is. That that we like this world is not conditioned for us to be successful. Right. And so, but that's why he he runs to God. He he falls at the feet of God often. He's in that word because he knows I need this I to need navigate. It. I need this to come home faithful. I need this. Not because I got some dark, dark, sick fantasies, but because this world is pressuring. Right. And so and then, <clears throat> go ahead, BD. And it allows you to see, it allows him to see you, it allows him to see the relationship with you. Through the lens, the, through the proper lens, through the lens of, like you said, this is God's daughter. Like you said, I, th this is my role within this relationship. I am, you know, I'm responsible to God for his daughter as the head of this relationship, as the head of this home. And so he will see and it allows him to see it through the lens of, you know, how, what the Bible says about how a woman is a blessing. And he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. It'll allow him to see it through that lens. And when he's seeing it through that lens, then that's when it's enjoyable. Marriage is a blessing. Is your um, you are a blessing to him. You he cherishes you. He he holds you in the proper esteem. And that's why I tell my wife, if he, if a man is not, he, if he doesn't have that, I can't see how a man would be loyal. I'm just going to be honest because our our carnal just you know, depraved flesh. That's how it is. Like that you see something walking by, you're like, Oh, and then you see another thing walking by, you're like, Oh, but if you are washing yourself with the word, if you are in your word and you're plugged in in your relationship with God and you're viewing things through the proper lens, you're like, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that piece of cake is delicious. But if I eat that piece of cake, I'm gonna put on five pounds. That's not what I want to do. Nah, my man is going to be, yeah. 
I'm gonna get diabetes down the road. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. That's real. And 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 once you have that reality in your mind, you'll appreciate that man, especially if he loves God more than you, because he knows if I love you more than I love God, then when you are unlovable, I'm gonna seek another type of love. So you need that man to love God more than you so that he can actually see you in the correct light and to really cherish what he has because he knows that you were sent by God. Did you have any more on that? Nah. Okay. That's it? I don't know if you had some more points. Hey, that's as real as it gets, man. Like I said, I know know sometimes, you know, um, people don't like to hear the real, real. Like my wife, she don't always be liking to hear it, but I have to tell her. Because <laughs> I'm just trying to give you insight into the mind of a man. Like we are yeah. wired differently than women, and we, I mean, and our, we four, our struggles our four, are not okay. their struggles. No, nah, it's you, not. You know what and I mean? We, just like we never had a period, y'all never had a penis. Now we just gonna keep it real. You know what I'm saying? And so with that, we got to make sure this head works better than that. We got to make sure this head is smarter and sound in the Word of God in that one. See, we, because y'all never had that before. So I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna go into deep dive on that. <clears throat> but but it's like, no, nah, we won't <laughs> deep dive on it. But but at the same time, when you understand, when we both understand each other and welcoming each other in the mind and the life of a man and a woman, we'll be able to see the unique struggles that each one has, and to be able to give the right amount of grace as one struggles, not struggles with the sin, but struggles to navigate a sinful, toxic world. And that's it. Because, like, you know, we have our struggles that they don't might not necessarily struggle as much with. They have their struggles that we might not really struggle as much with. But it's getting to understand the differences between men and women. And like you said, just having that grace and that understanding. And that's, you know, that's how you make it work. Yeah. So that's real as it gets. We can start right there. The podcast could be over right there. You got <laughs> you got enough to last you. That's gonna be like this the realest podcast ever. Cause we, hey. we get we get real, man, because we want y'all to be successful. We want y'all to have real success. Hey, I'm telling you right, uh, right now that, that one that first point, <clears throat> you know, yeah. If you don't hear nothing else from the podcast, if you get that one, if he loves God more than he loves you, you you got a really good chance. He he might be the one right there because it's a lot of other stuff that you can, you know, you can work through if he is plugged into his relationship with God. But we are going to keep going because there are some other good points here. So we're going to move on to the next one. And the next one is, and I'm going to go ahead and say this was J.E. because, of course, it rhymes. Um, y'all met. <laughs> hey. Y'all met without sweat. Ooh, but that's one of them 1998 sermons right there. Yo, man, without sweat. If you're dripping, it ain't God. If you're sweating, it ain't God. But if you at peace, ooh, boy, that a priest when y'all met with no sweat. That's a title from 98 uh, marriage sermon series. Wow. Since 1990, that's a 1998 sermon series on love. All right. So what what J.E. means by that is that it happened. (laughs) (laughs) It happened without either of you expecting it. Um, Both of y'all were content when it happened. And a lot of times that's how it happens. You know, I think a lot of times we get so caught up in wanting a relationship and wanting to find that right person. And I think a lot of times that's where bad relationships are born out of is that desperation, that yearning to be in a relationship just for the sake of being in a relationship or just for the sake of whatever, you know, security you feel like comes with that or whatever validation you feels like comes with that. 
we reach out and we ignore red flags. We ignore deal breakers, um, you know, just to get into that relationship. And then we end up in bad situations. And so, you know, a lot of times it's when you when you get over that, when you realize that that God is enough for you in your season of singleness, when you realize that you have things that you could be working on, your purpose, you could be working towards your purpose. When you start to focus on those things, when you start to focus on improving yourself, when you focus on your relationship with God, a lot of times that's when he sends that right person. That's when it happens because he knows you're not distracted. He knows you're not desperate. You know, you're not going to get distracted by, you know, the wrong person. You're going to not going to get distracted by the wrong thing. So if you meet somebody and you are in a season where you are content, where you are focused on the things of God, focus on your purpose. And it just so happens, oh, this guy came along. It looks like, you know, he's appealing to me. He seems like he has a strong relationship with God. There's a good chance. He could be the one. Yeah, I have this point right here. A lot of relationships started from discontentment and not contentment. God is not going to give you someone or bring someone in your life when you are idolatrous, when you are not ready. It, it won't happen. I'm just going to let you know from the get-go, it will not happen. If you're looking for it, what God has for you is not going to come in your way. It come in your way, come in your life. And a lot of people are looking for it, so they make they make situations uh, 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 available. They make the opportunity available. And I tell people, you don't have to go on dating websites. You don't have to make yourself available. God knows your address. God knows his address. And if you knew the day and the hour and the time that you were supposed to meet the one, you would show up late or show up too early or you'll mess it up. So God has to do his part in putting it together because if you did it in your own effort, you will sabotage it. That's why if you look, if you, for me, I know Brandon too, but if I look down the corridor of, of, of how me and my wife are at this point now, I see God's fingerprints all in it. And I, even in the midst of my mistakes, even in the midst of her mistakes, in the midst of anything, it still worked out because that's God. But 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 if you met each other and y'all were desperate for each other, it's it's probably he's probably not the one. If he came looking for you, if he saw you in a place and y'all can pinpoint the place y'all met and, and y'all both kind of missed each other or y'all was always around each other, but y'all was blinded to each other. And then all of a sudden it just kind of became clear, but y'all didn't really rush to it. Then chances are that could be a good sign that he's the one for you because you need a man to be content in God. Like we said before, you need to be content in God, because if not, you'll make yourself available too soon. You'll start doing things out of character and then you and you will find yourself just doing stuff for the gram and not for God. So it must be important that you don't sweat for a relationship, that you don't work for it. Where there should be sweat should be in your own personal development. It should not be in trying to develop a relationship or to make yourself available for a relationship. And and, and a lot of people are sweating for love and y'all wonder why y'all stink together. Mm. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank um, <laughs> I think we'll leave that one right there. That's a oh, good yeah. point. Some, some, some points you just got to stop right there. Just whatever yeah, points yeah. we have for that. I think number that's three. good. That's it. All right. So number three, um, and this one kind of um, falls in with the first point of him loving God more than you, is that he's someone who challenges you. So that's proving that, you know, he's able to cover you and wash you with the word. You don't want a guy who is just going to go along with whatever you want to do. Like, 
And I know in the short term, sometimes that seems like that's what you want. You want a guy who's just fawning over you and, oh, yes, whatever you say or whatever makes you happy. Look, there's a balance, right? You do want a guy who, you know, tries to tries to please you, who wants to please you, who wants to do things that make you happy, who wants to do things that make you feel special. But you also need that guy who is going to challenge you. Um, and, and set, like we said, set bound, whether that's by setting boundaries, whether that's by saying, hey, you know, he, he pushes you, pushes you towards your purpose, pushes you towards your destiny. Like he challenges you. Um, you know, you guys are having conversations and he finds out what you're, you know, what you're passionate about and what you're, what you love to do. He challenges you to do that. He's not just about, hey, let's go to the movies or, hey, come over to the crib so we can Netflix and chill. He's like, hey, you told me that you, you know, uh, that you like to sing, but why are you not in the worship group? Why? What's holding you back? Why aren't you using your gift to the glory of God? You know, he's going to challenge you. He's going to push you to better yourself, to improve your relationship with God, to improve, you know, whatever weaknesses you might have or whatever gifts that you have that need to be honed. He's going to be challenging you to do those things and vice versa. Iron, sharpen iron. You can do the same for him, but I'm just saying you don't want just a man, like I said, that's just trying to chill. You know mm, what I mean? He should be trying to make deals. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with going on dates. Don't get me wrong. But no, you don't want a guy who's he's just about chilling. He's just about Netflixing and chilling. He's you want a guy who's challenging you, who's pushing you, who's encouraging you, who's your cheerleader, who's making you better. So that is a sign. If you have someone who's doing that, he might be the one. Yeah. To add to that, BD, he can't he must not be afraid to lose you. That's just key. He's not afraid to lose you. That's a great mm-hmm. sign of a man, because a man who doesn't who a man who wants you more than he wants himself is not a man that really that really should be um, desired or wanted. Because um, what I mean by that is he's going to be a type of guy that says, you know what? Um, um, like we said before, I would like to be with you. But if you ain't at my level, I don't got to deal with you. You know, if you, like if he should be growing like growth, rec- growth inspires growth. It's not a guy that's demanding, talking down to you. Know, it's a man trying to talk with you, trying to talk up with you. And 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 a lot of women or a lot of men, they don't hold their wives accountable. They don't hold their woman accountable because they're afraid of losing her. Listen, you want a man that's gonna be like, I'm gonna tell you the truth because the Bible demands for me or says for me to wash you with the word. So if you're doing something that's contrary to the word of God, if you are making excuses for your emotions, making excuses for your tension tantrums, making excuses for this, I ain't dealing with that because the word of God. You, listen, that's why I say I tell every man and woman this. Um, a woman should uh, not expect a man to be faithful physically if she's not at ease emotionally. A man should not expect a woman to be at ease emotionally if he's not self-controlled physically. So there's two extremes on each of us. You got to be able to ha- you got to be willing to be held accountable. And, and a man who's sent from God is going to be like, yo, your emotion a little bit too hot right now. You you over exaggerating this. You overly thinking this. This is not what the word of God says about this. I ain't even do nothing for you to, to warrant this type of behavior. You see what I'm saying? And vice versa. Marriage is supposed to be <clears throat> where both people hold each other accountable. Right. But a real man is going to be like, listen, I'll say I'll say the truth in love. And if I say it in love and you still leave, then you ain't the one love of my life. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out because you don't want a guy, look, just because he, you know, realize, understands his position um, of authority and, you know, he challenges you and he, you know, um, I guess reprimands you if that's the right word, might not be. But anyway, there's a way to do it, right? It's like, like there's Jake a way said, to do it. In love, all right? So you don't want a jerk. You know who's just holding it over you? Oh, uh, you're you're out of line. You da 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 da. No, like, we're not talking it, like that. No, you know it, he he has a righteous conviction about him, but he's able to do it in love, in a way that you don't feel like you're being talked down to, <clears throat> that you're being condemned, that you're being judged. Right? Exactly. You don't want that either. Mm-mm. But you want someone who you can tell, like he genuinely loves and cares about you, and you know, hey, it's just a situation where this is what I'm seeing. And this is how, you know, this is how I'm feeling about it, according to what I'm hearing from God, my relationship with God, what the word says. <clears throat> this is what it is. And man, right? this, is, this is how you do it. You do it simple like this. First off, you let them know in love. You see what I'm saying? Um, before you even tell them anything about them, you got to make sure you look inside of yourself. And did I contribute to this? Did I, am I, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? If you're doing everything you're supposed to and everything's going well and you're doing your part, um, before you even let them, even before you let them know, ask them, am I doing anything that may make you respond this way? Take, take ownership, take responsibility. When you do that, you will be able to see her heart unravel and you'll begin to see potentially why she's acting the way she's acting. But if, if all the boxes check and you ain't did nothing, don't be afraid to let her know about herself. And, and, and most people wait till marriage to do that. No, it, it, do it in any stage, but you do it in a loving way. You don't talk condescending. You don't, you don't talk in a way that she, you don't generalize. You don't, you don't uh, call her outside of her name. You don't say, I don't like you when you just simply just do it in love. Hey, babe, you know, I love you. And you know, um, I, we have great plans for our relationship, but I just don't like the way you do these things. Do the spicy chicken sandwich like we said before. Make sure you put that spicy uh, uh, message in between two soft Hawaiian rolls, and, and and see how y'all relationship roll from there. But 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 it's very important that you do it in a loving way. But love, but look inside your heart first before you communicate what you're feeling in love. That's it. All right. And so we'll go ahead and get to the number four uh, potential sign that he is the one for you. And that is that the two of you are compatible. Um, Your futures could definitely align with each other. And so that comes from you guys spending time together. That comes from you guys having conversations. But it also comes um, before you even get in a relationship. We talk about it all the time. Knowing what your purpose is, knowing what your calling is. That's right. So this doesn't work unless you know that. Um, And that's why a lot of times you won't find the right person until you know what it is that God wants you to do. Like God has a purpose for all of us, all of us. He's put certain things inside all of us, given us all certain gifts, certain talents, certain abilities that he wants to use us for. So getting married doesn't mean, oh, I, you know, I completely lose myself and my wants and my desires and my gifts. And I just completely fall under this person and just follow whatever he wants to do. No, like your gifts and your abilities are still there for a reason. It's just that God has the right person who your gifts can mesh with 
what your your gifts and your purpose can mesh with their gifts, his gifts and his purpose. And he can use you guys together to do greater than you could do by yourself. So um, once you know what your purpose is and what your calling is and you're 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 you know, you meet up an individual who you guys have conversations, you see that, you know, I can see how his what he's trying to do, how God's trying to use him and how God is trying to use me. I could see how we could merge together and we could do something big. You know, if 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 that's the case, then that's a good sign that that could be the one if he, if he's you know, on some completely different stuff and it might not even be bad, but it's just in a completely different direction in, you know, the direction that God's trying to take you. It's a sign that he might not be the one and you don't have to force it. You don't have to try to force it to make it work because you don't want to change what, you know, God's called you to do. You don't want, you know, him to change what God's called him to do because it's going to lead to resentment down the line. Doesn't mean he's a bad person. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean that you couldn't make it work if you really wanted to, but you might want to let it go. You might want to like God has the right person for you whose purpose is going to align right with beside yours. And y'all can work together and y'all can accomplish amazing things, but you have to be patient. You can't be thirsty for a relationship. You can't be so, you know, desperate for a relationship that you make something works that might not be the best. It might be okay, it might be good, but it might not be the best. That's right. So when you're content and you're willing to wait for that person whose purpose, whose calling aligns with yours, then you'll be in the right position to receive the person, the, the, the right person that God has for you. And that's why it's important to be content because a content person is a cleared person. That person has clarity. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly who God, they know exactly what God has for them and they know which way to go. And if you're not content, it's chances are you're not clear about yourself. You see what I'm saying? The goal uh, of, of life is to be able to tell good things no. That's where you know you're at a place of spiritual maturity where you're able to tell a good thing no because you know the, the difference the issue is not knowing the difference between bad and good. The right. issue is knowing the difference between good and God. That's the yeah. issue. Many people, they just see a good thing and they think it's God. No, there's levels to this. You got to be able to distinguish between what's good and God because not everything that's beneficial and not everything that's lawful is good for me. That's in, I forgot what book and chapter, that's in the Bible. Not everything that's, I think it's First Corinthians or whatever, but it's, and not everything that's lawful is beneficial. Not everything's good is God. You see what I'm saying? Because you, you don't want to take somebody else's God thing because you, you just brought them to a level of a good area. <clears throat> Let that person go and be in God's will for their life. And even it don't matter how amazing he was. It doesn't matter how amazing he is. The one God has, he's going to make. Listen, the one God has, he's going to make you forget about him. That's how you know that's the one. When it makes you forget the other person because you're like, I didn't even know that I can, I didn't even know God had that for me. You see what I'm saying? The goal is, is knowing the difference between what's good and what's God. And the only way you know the difference is knowing God for yourself. And that's important. And I have other points here. Like, like there's assignment in your single years that, that you must complete before you go to the next level. Like before Adam met Eve, he had to name Adam animals first. You see what I'm saying? That was his assignment in his single years, naming animals. 
And it flowed into his marriage. Because as soon as God woke him up, he said he began to start naming her. Bone of my bones. Start doing poetry. Flesh of my flesh. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to call her a woman. You see what I'm saying? He, you got to make sure because if you don't fulfill the assignments of your single years, you're going to be off your assignment in, in the next levels of your life. And, and with the more you know yourself, like I said in one of my videos, BD, you're going to be single forever. Mm. Single means whole as a person. Okay. So don't lose yourself to find yourself in someone else. You were created to complement a person, not complete a person. Right. Most people are looking to be completed or trying to complete someone. Like I said before, life is not about that's my better half. No, that's my equal whole. I don't want a half of nothing. A half of nothing ain't good. I want a whole thing and you're going to be single forever. So you got to make sure you find yourself and become solid in who God has made you to be so that you can be able to, as a whole person, complement your man, complement the next phases of your life. But if you still got holes in your life right now <clears throat> and you go into this man to be completed, the only person that can complete you is God. Like, I, I, I want to be a compliment. Not a, a, a detriment because I got baggage in my life. So, you know, a great chance that he's for you. Like what BD said, you're compatible. Y'all able to flow together. Opposites attract usually. Uh, you're able to flow together. And I put here in my sentence, and y'all's future oddly aligns. Like sometimes when I look at me and my wife, I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> because God's at work. Right. You can't perfectly match yourself with anyone. It has to be God's doing and continuous doing. And the only way God can continuously to do good in a marriage is when both people are allowing God to continuously work on them, sanctify them, purge them and position them to be a greater. See, every day I'm endeavoring, I'm picking little ways. How can I be a better husband? Than I was yesterday. Holy Spirit. Hey, hey, help me to be better every day. You see what I'm saying? Like when my wife, like my wife likes the house a little hot, like a little warm. And so the house was cold because, you know, J.E. keeps that thing on 65. Right. <laughs> and so I went downstairs and I, I, you know, I put up to 67. You know what I'm saying I put, I, put, I put I put the heat on for and she was like, I felt the heat on. And she was like, I know it's hot. It was like 12, one o'clock because that's what happens when you're uh, uh, um, working from home. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, you cut the heat on. I said, yeah, I'd rather. Be a little hot and you be warm, come out that shower and be comfortable. I'm seeking new ways to sacrifice. You see what I'm saying? And that's where you got to be, where you actually say, you know what? I know this is the one for me because God is revealing it to me every day. And you're going to need God's confirmation, young lady. You're going to need God's confirmation because what God has is going to continuously confirm that it's from God. Every every so often, my wife does something that lets me know, God, this is who you have for me. Because no matter what arguments you get into in the future, no matter what comes your way, God's going to always have a whole list to say, you know what? I, this is the one I have for you. Yep. And so... That's what don't, I <clears throat> don't underestimate what God has for you. That's right. Don't underestimate. I think, you know, sometimes a lot of times we're we're like we said, like we said, you were so, you know, desperate to get in a relationship and we just want to grab on to, you know, the first thing. Like when we talk about, you know, y'all's y'all's purpose and y'all's futures aligning, like don't underestimate like God has somebody for you whose purpose 
whose 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 call on their life is going to align and y'all are going to sharpen each other and y'all are going to do amazing things together don't just because i don't know if it's what your parents saw or what you see other people around you doing just settling for you know relationships <clears throat> just with someone that they just happen to meet at the bar which i'm not saying that that's not how it can possibly happen but you know there it's just an average relationship you don't have to settle for an average relationship the relationship that god has for you is phenomenal it's extraordinary right but you have to be patient because god is cooking you gotta let him cook that let thing up man you know like for him to find the right person you know who has the the the, the calling that's going to intertwine with yours he has to he has to make sure that they get to where they need to be that their gift is where it needs to be that their mindset is where it needs to be when they meet you he has to make sure the same for you that you're in the right place where you need to be that you can receive that leadership that you can receive that individual he has to you know get y'all's timelines together and let y'all meet at the right time there's not going to be a whole lot of people out there <clears throat> with a purpose with a calling that aligns to yours and so he he he's he's working that out he's working the timeline making sure y'all meet at the right time you got to be patient you got to let god cook if you go out there and you try to do it yourself mm. you're going to find yourself in an average relationship if you wait on God, if you let him cook that thing up, if you if you don't underestimate what he has for you, then you will find that person. You will find the right person. I got these points right here and I'm going to seal off with this, man. Like God is good at this, man. God, do yes. you do you want a match made in heaven or a match made here? I want a right. match made in heaven because it will have a heaven, a heavenly purpose. It will be heavenly. You see what I'm saying? Because because I know heaven sealed off on this. God is very good at matchmaking. I have another point here. Everything from God is good, meaning you're gonna like what He has for you. Many people right. think that <clears throat> I don't know if mamas have mama told you. Well, you know, God, God, you don't gotta be cute. No, God, what God knows what you like more than you like, more than you know you liked it. He's going to be exactly going to be as tall as you like him. He's going to be as brown or as white as you like him. He's going he's going he's going to be er now we talking about not superficial thing. We are talking about what you genuinely like aesthetically and attribute. You know what I'm saying? In aesthetic and an attribute. You see what I'm saying? God's got the God's going to take care of that. Right. Listen, I'm gonna tell you my story about me and my wife. I used to wonder why I like the Jamie Foxx show so much, man. I it was because <laughs> it was because of fancy. And and I was like there's something about this fancy girl, you know? Mm -hmm. And then come to find out, my wife looks just like Fancy. There's certain things, even in your childhood, that draws you, that pulls out of you. Like, my favorite color is green. And I used to wonder, why was I drawn to green so much? Look up the meaning of the color green. You know, you like certain colors for a reason. You think, like, what's eternity has been placed inside of all of us. We, we, everything that we need in life is already inside of us. That God utilizes different things in our world to pull us closer to his purpose. But the enemy, on the other hand, has other counterfeits that he's placed in there to try to pull similarly how the pull of God is. You see what I'm saying? And you have to be very clear about yourself, remove the clutter out of yourself and ask yourself, why am I drawn to these certain things? So if you like men six foot three, if you like God's five foot three, if you like that, you're drawn to that for a reason because God has already drawn your wedding picture already. Woo. So if he's already drawn y'all two to be together, he's going to put things in life that's going to be like, I knew I like something 
someone like you because I remember when I was watching the Jamie Foxx show, it was something about fancy. And that's just how it works. And and, and, I'm, and I'm saying she looks just like fancy, but she's, I mean, she's just like, I'm like, I always like women like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it is what it is because God already has that picture. And what I always tell people, God is done working. God is not working things out for you. He's seated. He's rested. Everything's worked. Everything's done. Our obedience to the Holy Spirit leads us to his finished works for us. All right. So who God has for you has already been created, has already been established. He's allowing due, due to certain people, because I'm going to tell people God's not obligated to hook everybody up because everybody's not have, don't have the heart to be hooked up. It is what it is. So, so everybody out here getting a relationship, God ain't obligated. God's out there. I got to match make everyone. So people be like, well, what if the person that God has for me dies? Nah, there are certain people out there that's just not following God. So God's not matching. There are certain people whose hearts are just in love with God, whose hearts endeavors to be in the will of God. I bet you those people. 10 times out of 10 will find the one God has for them because their heart wants to be in God's will. If your heart's not willing to be in God's will, you ain't going to find the man. You're not going to be able to be found by the man that's in God's will. It's as simple as that. But what I still have to say is, is that God is very good at what he does. Everything from God is good. And you don't have to worry about God giving you somebody ugly. What is all I can find? I, I, I searched all over. <laughs> Couldn't find nobody. <laughs> I looked high and low. Still couldn't find nobody but Tyrone. So here's Tyrone. That's all I could find for you. Hope this will do. No, 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 no. God's got but the I right person. But I do want to just, I, I want to like piggyback off that and just look at your example because like, like you said, you know, you saw Fancy when you were young <clears throat> um, and, and that's just what you were drawn to and God gave you that. But I want to just highlight like how you got there, though. Like, yeah. when did y'all get married? Y'all just got married, what, a year when and a half, two years ago? About almost two years ago. I, I got married at 32. 32. 32. I saw you Fancy I back mean? at 17. <laughs> 17, like time, right? Time. It might not happen right in your mid, <clears throat> you know, your your your, your early 20s. Might not happen in your mid 20s. Might not happen in your late 20s. Might not happen till your thirties. Might not happen till your late thirties. Like, but you gotta wait and be patient. Je, you know, they saved himself. You yeah. know, had a lot of opportunities. Oh man, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, other you know relationships <laughs> <Yeah>. that you, <laughs> a lot yeah. of other relationships that you you know passed on that mm-hmm. probably maybe could have worked, maybe been all right, but you passed on it because you wanted what God had for you. Period. Here, not no comma, not no semicolon. I always said as a young boy, God, I want to be in your will. I just want to be in your will. And and, and we be very careful when you pray that prayer. Because certain things with God has timetables to it. It just won't be released until a certain time. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Go ahead, BD. And watch this. Like, what were you doing when you met Brittany, right? Yeah. You were doing your purpose. Oh, man, I ain't tell that part of my story. Brittany's best friend at the time brought her to my Bible study. See, 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 see? Like, we're not, just, tell, I, we, we not we, just talking. We, we lived this. So, so I was doing my purpose. I was literally preaching. And I can tell you exactly. She had a white tank top on, a, a cream color, white. I don't know if it, maybe tank top was cream, cream color, flowy dress down to her ankles, had brown sandals, hair and two ponytails. 
She came in. I was starstruck. I messed up in my sermon. I started stuttering and blamed it on the devil because that's what that's what real jigs do. Hey, the devil did this. Let me let me pray. The devil's at work. Spiritual warfare. I got a word for y'all and the devil don't want me to preach it. But in all actuality, the Lord brought that blessing in. And I was like and it was like an aura about her at that moment. Hindsight being 22, I knew there was something about it. You see what I'm saying? But I ain't want to be that type of God God, because I messed up plenty of times by immediately just be like, that's God. That's my wife. I learned my lesson. Don't 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 just be like, that's my wife because because everything was good. But what I'm saying is she did unbeknownst to her was invited by her friend to a Bible study where she never met me before, never seen my picture. Think about this. She never seen my picture. I never seen her picture. I wasn't trying to make myself available to her. I didn't send her an invite to my Bible study. She she didn't be like, oh, show me this man. No, she just went to a Bible study. Think it was just going to be some regular Bible study. And there I was. And there she was. But she came in the midst of my work for God. Not before I started God's work. In the midst of, I was what, seven years, eight years in? In the game. In the game, not eight weeks in the game, eight something plus years in the game. And she walked into my life. And so we're telling you that's how God does it. And it, but but at that point, I wasn't in desperate need for no woman. I I I I had my share of of heartbreaks. You see what I'm saying? And all I wanted was God's will. My heart was ready to at least see her. My heart wasn't ready to have her. Mm. With God, you may have <clears throat> your heart may be ready to meet the person, but your heart's not ready to keep the person. So mm. w- what happened was we was we dated for four plus years because our hearts was was able, our heart was ready to meet each other. Oh, mm. that's a word, BD. But our heart wasn't ready to keep each other. So even when you meet the one, that doesn't mean y'all get married right away. Right. So you may meet the one, but that doesn't mean y'all get, y'all got to be ready. Are we ready to keep each other? We're ready to meet each other. But God wants to show yourselves in the midst of yourselves to learn how to best keep each other when it's time to be kept by one another, knowing that ultimately y'all can't be kept without the keeper himself, capital K, and that's God himself. Who these, so these podcasts, man. Well, I, uh, uh, I'm telling you, For like five, all the stuff that we covering <clears throat> is not all stuff that we really, really plan on talking about, but it's mm-hmm. just coming. And I'm telling you, like, I know some people need to hear this yeah, because it's going to impact lives. Like marriage is an important thing. Relationships are an important thing. And I think it's a powerful thing. I think our society like diminishes it and makes light of it. But in all actuality, God created it to be a really powerful thing. But we just have we have to go about it the right way. We have to be patient. We have to trust that God has the right one for us and be patient and rest in God um, and his sovereignty. So, yeah. All right. We're going to keep it moving or we'll be here all day. Yeah. The number five uh, potential sign that he is the one for <clears throat> you is that you feel safe and that you can be yourself around him. That's point. That's clear. That's real important. Plain and simple. Um, one of the main functions or responsibilities for a man is to be a protector. The other one is to be a provider. Um, but as you, as a protector, yes, you should feel safe around that man. That doesn't mean that he's looks like Debo and, you know, walks around and, you know, bullies everybody around him, but it's just a certain, just feeling of safeness, uh, and security That's right. that, that, <clears throat> that you'll experience when you're with him. And it's not just necessarily his physical, you know, appearance or his strength or anything like that. It's just his, his demeanor 
his mm. his the way that he carries himself. That's right. The confidence that he has and the you can tell his his confidence, his love for you, his security in himself. Like it just you'll just feel it and you'll feel secure when you're with him. You know, he he knows who he is. He knows what he's about. He's not wavering to and fro. Um, he knows what he stands for. He's solid in his relationship with God. When you have that, when he's like an anchor, then that's when you're going to feel safe and you're going to feel secure. <clears throat> so that's kind of what you're looking for. You can be yourself around him. You don't want somebody that you have to feel like you have to be somebody else or, you know, who the person that you are is, is not good enough or is not sufficient when you're around him. You want to be able to be yourself. You want to be able to be comfortable. So if you have those two things, that's a good sign that it could be someone who's the one. Listen, marriage is too real to be fake in it. Man. It's too real to be fake. You got to be your real self. And and you want to be with someone that welcomes your real self. And what I mean by your real self, we're talking about um, who you are genuinely. We're not talking about who you are in, in a negative light. So a person ain't going to want to deal with no with your real self. We talking about we talking about the real, the, not the real self, but the part of you that's just ugly. We talking about you. You laugh. He, he if he looks at you weird because of the way you laugh, leave that man. You 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 want a man that likes the way you laugh, even if it's crazy. Likes the way you uh, uh perceive the world. Like likes to likes the way you observe things. Welcomes the way you dress. Welcomes the way you. What I'm talking about. You know what I mean. Like love like loves your style. You know what I'm saying? And he's not like this business guy where you have to, well, no, we don't, we don't do that. You got to wear this. If a guy is trying to change you to match his career, that ain't the man from you. If that man is trying to change you to match his fantasy, that's not for you. If that man is trying to make you, um, to become, uh, lustful and try to make you, make you more provocative, that ain't the right one for you. If you, you, the best way to find out if a guy is, is probably potentially possibly, cause we put these disclaimers in there for a reason, <laughs> potentially possibly from God, be yourself around him and see how comfortable he is around that around you because a man that welcomes you loves you loves you as you are next point is i have if he is not protecting and providing for himself what makes you think that he's going to protect and provide for you if he's always falling into temptations if he's always behind on his bills that man ain't the one god sent for you a, a man that god has for you is a steward already you see it in his life you see it in how he spends you see it in how he uh, walks and carries himself. And that's very important. What BD said a man that carries himself well will carry you well. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Will make sure that you are kept. Will make sure that you will never feel unsafe. And, and, and that's when you know it's possible from God because a man who is safely in the hands of God will make sure that you're safe when you are in his hands. That's right. All right. And the last potential sign that he could be the one for you he has covenant eyes that's real hey man we talked about it earlier right <clears throat> we men are attracted to physicality mm -hmm. in a lot of ways okay and it's it's just to be real it's something that a lot of men struggle with yeah whether whether that's pornography whether that's, you know, just lusting after other women, you know, not being able to be loyal and, and, and mm -hmm. um, to one to one woman, whatever the case may be, you want someone who is aware of that, 
but he has covenant eyes. He he has his relationship with God, so he's not, you know, he, he's not caught up on that. He understands the value of a woman beyond the physical appearance. Nothing wrong with the physical appearance, but he understands the value from a biblical perspective of what a, of what a woman of God brings to him. So you want to be watching, look, watch them. All right. When y'all in the mall, when y'all out in public, watch them. Watch them. Watch what I'm he watches. I'm just going to be honest. Hey, you see something walk by? Watch his eyes. Now, watch now, the now give him grace if his neck shakes. <laughs> give him grace. Because come on, man. Come on, man. Like, 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 if you know, man, like the sin is not in the first look because we have a peripheral vision. <laughs> The sin is in the second look. Like we can't help what comes within our peripheral view. It just is what it is. <laughs> and there's so and and God has crafted. He he's a he he's creative. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they went to the doctor in Miami. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's theirs, but it happens. If his neck shakes and he's just that man, that man, that man loves you. Cause you, cause come on, man, be real. You saw what walked past your man. If that and see what we do, we go over and beyond not to see that. Well, right. well, so you because we see it in our peripheral. Oh, <laughs> we make oh, we the make distance. that face on the inside. We'll be like, oh, and then we'll be like, we'll just be, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll do what we gotta do to make sure it completely passes by, even if we gotta completely turn because right. because we know, like, if I look, you know what's in a man's heart and how long he looks at a thing. Right, it is what it is, and and, and a man has to have covenant eyes because if not. Uncovenant eyes leads to comparison. Comparison leads to not being happy with what you have. Simple as that. That's why I can't look at another woman. Because then, because your flesh, if it's not dealt with, if you don't kill a thing every day, you're going to be like, I wonder what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that's about. So you, the, the, your eye is the window to your soul. So if your mm-hmm. soul clean, you don't have to worry about no Windex on your eyes. Mm-hmm. My goodness. If that neck, if that head turns though, if the neck turns and all, that let him look, go. You about hey, time he turn around. About <laughs> time he comes looking at you. You, you should be gone. walking down. Yep. You should be gone. <laughs> if that man does a look, or he just, or he try, he looks like he just. It only got to be a full neck turn. You just tell he just. Man, he just. He uh, just checking out everything, <laughs> and the whole nah, time, bro. the whole time you having a conversation with him, just talk, but keep watching him. You know the women in the room. You know who got what you don't got, and you look and see how he responds to what. Because a man, it don't matter what walks by. If she has what you don't have, he don't care what she has because he has everything he need in you in regards to who you mm. are physically, because love is content. Lust is never content. Lust right. is always going to want bigger cheeks, no cheeks. Lust is going to want bigger breasts, small breasts. Lust is going to want Asian, Puerto Rican, white, black. Hisp- lust, would, lust is never satisfied. A person right. who, who is com- who's fierce because the reason why men cheat, they're afraid of what a faithful man could be like. They're afraid to be faithful. They're afraid mm. of commitment. So what they do is they always have an exit plan. And so a man whose fears have been perfected by the love of God. The Bible says fear has torment. Anyone who fears has not been perfected by God's love. So if a man is not whose love is not perfected by God's love is not afraid of anything because he knows he has what he has in you because he's afraid. Oh, what if my wife is, what if this ain't the one God had for me and I married the wrong one? I got to have an exit plan. No. Death is my exit plan. And last but not least, number seven, 
Time proves his consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Most of these points a man can do pretty, pretty good in the first couple of weeks. Mm. A man can definitely show you that he loves God. A man can definitely act like he stumbled in your life with no sweat. He can look like he can challenge you to a degree, inspire you about your dream. We're not talking about challenging your dream. We're talking about challenging you as a person. A lot of men can do a lot of these things up to par, but actors only act with, for six months. Then the acting mm. job is done. Mm. So time proves whether he's consistent. So you got to set boundaries so that you can see true consistency. You got to right. set boundaries to make sure that he just doesn't get that much access to you to confuse you. And then six months pass by, you got a soul tie with him and then realize, oh, he got red flags, but we already did the do. And now I'm stuck with this dude because I'm emotionally connected. Time proves everything, my friend. But if you don't have time, the Holy Spirit will let you know immediately. All you got to do is say, Holy Spirit, is this it? He'll be like, nope. And trust his no. But consistency is key. Absolutely. All right. I think that's all we've got on the potential signs that he's the one for you. So um, I hope that's a blessing to somebody. I hope that helps some people out. Those are some really good nuggets, and I hope that uh, I hope that really added some value to you guys. Um, pop in the comments. Let us know uh, how you felt about the signs that we brought up, or if there's any signs that you can think of um, that we missed. Hey, bring them up in the comments so we can chop it up in the comment section. Or if you have any questions, definitely ask so we can answer it in the Ask a Good Guys uh, segment in future podcasts to come. All right. We'll go ahead and keep it moving into this week. We are going to have a this or that. Mm -hmm. And in light of the current uh, quarantine uh, coronavirus uh, world that we're living in right now, a lot of people are working from home. Mm -hmm. A lot of um, a lot of people are saying that it may never be the same after this. You know, a lot of jobs that were, you know, requiring you to go into an actual building are going to end up being from home because companies are saying that you can work from home now. So today's this or that is hmm. if given the choice, would you prefer to work from home? Or would you prefer to actually get out, you know, and go to a workplace environment? Hmm. That's a good question, BD. It's a good question. And I think there's sound arguments to be made on both sides. So we'll see how we feel about it. J.E., would you rather work from hmm. home or would you rather actually go to work? Whew. Both of them have their pros and cons. Definitely. Both of them can make you fat because working from home, you around the snacks all the time. You're around food all the time. Yes. Working at the workplace, there's Bojangles. I, you know, I ain't been to Bojangles in about a month and a half. Ooh, that's progress. That's progress. But you know how often I've been in my cabinet, cupboard, refrigerator? <laughs> working from home is interesting. You don't have to worry about commuting. So I save an hour in time of commute. True. I don't have to worry about uh, random Lulus. 
I don't have to worry about uh, oh fast food temptations or forgetting mm. forgetting my lunch. Oh, there's nothing worse than trying to be committed. <sighs> trying to be committed to your dietary goals. And then you leave that perfectly full day of micronutrients, things that will sustain you for the day, the almonds that will keep you through that two o'clock hunger rush. That those get, and you leave them on the counter and you're 20 minutes into your commute. Uh. Oh, that's a bad day because you got it. Be calling, 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 talking about, hey, we only got to touch your chicken. We got you right here. So working from home has its has its benefits. I mean, also working from home, I mean, you're really around your wife all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I just think sometimes you just need that absence makes the heart grow fonder. True. You know? Um, with us it's been pretty good because, you know, our home is pretty decent size and um we're both productively pursuing our purposes. So it's not like too much crossing, but it's kinda like Man, I, I kind of like going out of the house. I feel more like a man. You know what I'm saying? I feel like more like a man right. leaving the house and bringing some bacon home. You know what I'm saying? Right. Going out and, and, and fighting the good fight. Right. If I was to pick one, BD, man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Because, if I, because if I stay home all the time and work, how can I get the work-life balance? Work-home balance. Honestly, BD, until I hear yours, because I always change mine, I think <laughs> I would prefer to not work from home. Home is great, but home is too comfortable, you know? Mm. And a lot of my uh, 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 regiments, I, I I had my basketball hoop sessions and workouts in between. Um, um, and also with my profession. And oh, now, mm. now we got to get to another layer. Working at an elementary school, the days I felt are better when I don't work from home because every day is not the same because with kids, things are different. I like the you don't know what you're going to get today in a good way. So I like that about my job. Working from home in my profession is cool because I have to deal with certain bad kids all the time. But you begin to miss all the kids. And and what hurts me now is that we might not be able to see the fifth graders at all. Because we may not, we may not go back to element. We might not go back to school this school year. So now it's like I ain't even get a chance to say goodbye. So I think working from home is cool. It depends on what profession you have. Working in my area of work, I think I like. I would like to go to work because I make more impact there. I can really be in kids' lives. But <clears throat> I think I would choose to work. Um, at the workplace because of my profession alone. I think that would be the number one reason why I would like to work be at be at the school. Okay. Um so yeah, like you said, there's pros and cons to both. I mean, working from home, I'll start out with that. Yeah. The pros is you can be in your pajamas or sweatpants. That's true. Um you do get more time, like you said. You, you don't have to commute. You do get more time with your family. Um, you... Hmm. I'm trying to think of other pros. <laughs> I do eat healthier. Yeah. I eat healthier. <clears throat> I know a lot of people, you know, are talking about how they're 
hitting up all their snacks and stuff like that. Oh, Clint, but, it's just more of the good snacks. Right. It just depends on what you have in your house because all we really have is healthy snacks in the house. So um, it, it actually is easier for me. When I go out, I see all the fast food joints and the restaurants and the stuff. As long as I'm here at the house, I'd be straight. Yeah, that's true. Man, that's, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, leaving the house to work. There is something to be said for, <clears throat> like you said, that feeling of as the man going out into the world and you kind of feel like, you know, you're, 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 you're going out and you're killing and you're bringing it home, you know, for your family. Like there is something to be said for that. Yeah. Cause I've had a work from home job for like an extended period of time before. And that is, I, I felt that when I actually went back to a job outside the home, I felt that and I liked it. So yeah. That's and, and also thing. like if you're home all the time, it, your wife can make you do like, it's like, it's like you just get, yeah, they treat you like a, well, <clears throat> clean up. Ah, oh, did you get that? Yeah. Hey, well, hey, that's, look, here's the thing. That's you in their domain. Right. Like that's the house, that's, that's, they're the CEO. And I tell my, I'm like, you the CEO here. Now, you know, look, I make the, you know, the executive decisions or whatever, but day-to-day operations, that's all you. So... Yeah, working from home, you're kind of in their domain. So they're kind of, <laughs> they're managing you. They're micromanaging you. Hey, I need yeah. you to get this, this, and this done in order to increase productivity. <laughs> in the, uh, she, got, she got a PowerPoint. She got graphs. PowerPoint charts, <laughs> what you've been doing last week, we've been plummeting as a household. So in order for us to get back our numbers back up. Right. So there is that. Um Going out, you know, you, you kind of get to, I love my family, but sometimes you do kind of like to socialize with other people. Yeah. Um, because you can't crack the same jokes, man. Right. Like when I'm at work, man, I am sharp, witty. I can get my joke off. We're not talking about bad jokes. We're just talking about just cleverness. You can't talk junk right. to your wife. They, they got feelings. I know. <laughs> man, I'll be, I'll be trying to like, like, babe, I... <sighs> be trying to get her to understand like i'm not trying to be like mean i just like to go i like to verbally spar sometimes yeah. and like a, you know just clever <clears throat> verbal spars like you know but then they get all their feelings get why'd you say that like, like that I'm like it was funny <sighs> it's just that's my know? best work it's my right. best work you giving me great material yeah you, you can't verbally spar with your wife it just doesn't work i don't know i think there's some that you might be able to, but, but as a, even if you do, types. they're all of them. Have, I believe I don't want to generalize, but I'm sure they have their limit. And sometimes, as men, our jokes, our comebacks, you probably can't say to your home, or she won't let you come back home. Right, it's just different, and that's why you got to have you know the homies or whatever, because that's just how we communicate as men. Like we take shots, you know, we take jabs and stuff all the time or whatever, but yeah. we understand the same. Anyway. That's a different topic for a different day. <clears throat> yeah. Um, work from home or work at work. I guess it kind of depends on the job. There you go. Like don't. So okay, if I'm working a standard job for someone else, then I would probably say I would rather go out and work that job. But 
my ultimate goal is to own my own businesses, which I will be running. I don't know. Because I'll still be going to the... Well, sometimes I'll be going to the business. I guess my hub would be out of my home. And then, you know, I'd go check on the business and, <clears throat> you know, make phone calls and stuff like that. And I do want to be able to, you know, take my kids to school if I want to. And, you know, go to the games and stuff like that if I want to. Or So my ultimate goal is to be an entrepreneur and not have to go anywhere unless I want to. Exactly. So in that respect, I would probably say you work from home. Mm-hmm. I would just think if I worked from home, then there must be a layer where like, remember on the Cosby show where his mm-hmm. office was in the basement or downstairs or something like that or to the side or right. It was something connected to his house. But it will be like exclusively work related. Like like about time I blow, and I know we're doing things together. About time it's blown. I think that I would customize my house to where that is established. Like if I work from home, this will feel like work. It's completely separate from the house, you know. Right. Yes, because. That is a big thing. Like just the cat past couple of weeks when I've been teleworking, it's like it's cool. But sometimes like and I told my wife this, like normally when I go out to work and I come home, when I come home, my brain is in like this is where I rest. This is where I relax. Yeah. Um, but when you work from home, it kind of just messes up that kind of. I don't know how to describe it, but it just kind of messes it up because now, all right, sometimes I'm working, but then, you know, sometimes I'm not. And so it's not just black and white, like concrete, like at work, I work at home, I rest. It's kind of like the two are jumbled together now. So I don't necessarily like that. So yes, I think it would be a situation where, you know, I'm balling to the point where I have a designated wing of the house or, you know, place yeah. in the house where I work. And then the house is big enough to where when I leave that, I can get enough separation to another side of the house where, yeah. OK, I rest here. I rest here because situation. as a man, like logically, I have to separate the two because my mind, my brain functions differently in different places. Like my my work brain is different in my home brain. Right. It it shifts. It shifts into your home now. Do be this at work, because right. at work you're navigating so many variables. Um, right. Yeah, man. I think I think now working as far as where I'm at now, I would rather work at work because I work in a right. school, and I, I'm concerned about some of my kids. See what I'm saying? So that is you can't really t- check the temperature on them. Through Zoom, like I do, uh, I do like a Zoom calls with some kids, or right. on a phone call with them. It's just there's a barrier there. I can't really look them in the eyes and see if they're okay. But right. eventually, working from a special place in my home, that's work related. I think that's where I'm at too. Like right now, given that like we're I'm working from home doing my job, but I. It was cool at first, but I kind of am ready to... I would rather be going back to the office because they're getting on my nerves. 
<laughs> like, bruh, five o'clock when we was in the building, I left and y'all left me alone. Now y'all wanting to hit me up all random times. And that's what we can work from home. And that's like, and no. that right there, that right there, I think you work harder from home than you do at work. And that, because they got to check and balance you, hold you accountable. I would rather be at work at this season because I don't, I don't like the feeling of I got to do more work. Like documentation, <laughs> like well, because you have to. I work. I work at a government job. You work a government job, and we're dealing yeah. with kids. You know, you're dealing with um, military men and women. So, mm-hmm. so, so we have to. Yeah, man. I, I feel like I work more from home than I would at the school because school is free, free flowing. At work, you got to document everything. You got all these meetings that you got a right. Zoom call in when you could have just been chilling at the job. Not chilling, but you just not. You're not always. Yeah, they're they're over, you know, concerned with making sure you're being productive. Exactly. Home chilling. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of annoying. So yeah, for right now, I think I would say I'd rather actually go to work. But like you said, ultimately, that's my goal is to get to where I. I also I don't want to have to go to a job for the rest of my life. That's it. you have to be here from this time to this time on these days. Like, I don't want that. Nope. Not to say that I want to just always be sitting in my house either. I just want to be my own boss. So if I want to go check on this business, I'm going to go do that. If I want to go check on this business, I go do that. If I want to do some work from home, I do that. Like, that's where I'm trying to be at. Yeah. But right now, rather go to work. Hop in the comments. <laughs> Let us know <laughs> if you would rather work from home or if you would rather actually go into your place of employment because I'm sure there's a lot of you out there who are teleworking now as well and I'm curious curious to know if you prefer doing that or if you prefer actually going into a brick and mortar facility um J.E. you have a nugget of truth or yeah man given them enough truth I think we've given them enough truth but let me let you know about the truth that will set you free go ahead God is very good at what he does. Mm. Um, he has a man for you. And fellas, he has a woman for you. If you let God do what he does best, you will have his best for the rest of your life. But if you make it happen, you got to keep it happening. But if you let God make it happen, you will trust and know that he will sustain what he made happen. Now, can God come into your relationship and y'all repent and make it make it work? Yeah, but don't you want God's best plan? I don't want God's second best. I want his best. The shame should go for you. Don't settle for what God has to refurbish and re, uh, 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 redeem. Uh, accept what God has already has have for you. That's all I got, BD. All right. And that's all we've got for today's episode of the Good Guys Podcast. As always, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, smash that like button so that YouTube can recommend our comment, uh, our content and we can continue to grow as a channel. Okay, if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button and hit the bell so that you get post notifications so that you know whenever we drop new content. Okay, get engaged with us, hop in the comments, let us know how you felt about today's episode, if it helped you, if it, if it, if it didn't make any sense, if we don't know what we're talking about, I don't care, let us know. Yeah. All right, we'll hop in the comments, we'll chop it up with you guys. All right, other than that, my name is Brandon Dixon. I am a happily married man, a humble father of four. He is Joshua Ezzy, happily married as well. The Reverend Slim Rev, whatever you want to call him. We're the Good Guys Podcast, and we are out. Peace. <laughs>